Hi, everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. My name is Matthew Sidoran. I am your host, and I am joined, as always, by my chief researcher and intern, Anna Domini. <laughs> Anna, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm glad I've been, I don't know if I've been promoted or demoted there. It's more of a lateral <laughs> it's move. Like, it's, it's an un, unpaid position, I suppose. Yeah, but I am going to need some coffee. So <laughs> you need to just pop around across town and bring me some coffee. <laughs> Anna, how are you doing today? I'm I'm not too bad, given given we're still in the midst of lockdown and everything. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's not been a very eventful week. I attended a baby shower on the weekend. <laughs> yes, you attended Obviously. my baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, my wife's baby shower. I've I've seen a lot of you this week. That's right, twice on Saturday. So through Zoom, yeah. Uh, so it could be worse, I suppose. <laughs> what? How is it worse? Wait, what? Like, <laughs> there was then, only twice. Then you that... asked how I am, and I said I've seen a lot of you. So I suppose like it could be better, it could be worse. Huh. I don't know. It was it was an attempt at some kind of backhanded compliment slash insult, but I wasn't sure. I think it just came out as an insult. Okay, well that's fine. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been a pretty dull week, couple weeks around here as well. Presumably, you felt very patriotic yesterday because we've solved white supremacy. <laughs> yeah, that's done forever, and uh, <laughs> now I can go back to ignoring the news. No, it's not. people were literally saying that, like, oh, this is the end of what is it? like. Obviously, white people were saying that. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and it was yeah. It's it's just very strange. So obviously we're, we're recording this in January. So th this is the presidential inauguration just happened. Yeah, that's and what it's, about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very strange, like know. how much ceremony there is around that. Like it's like a royal wedding. Like in, in this country, we have royal weddings and that has that level of theatre. Pageantry. Yeah. And in, in your strange... <laughs> country i mean you know first yeah. off it's an event with actual consequence as we've learned very easily yes, over the last four years that's true although i guess the the issue it, that i mean is like by having that much pageantry there's like a reverence for the office it's almost like the president is like the pope or something right this like revered figure right or the head of the most powerful nation on earth <laughs> i mean it's not <laughs> I mean, it's a thing where it's it's like it is an extremely I don't know. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't know, man. Leaders are dumb. Countries are stupid. Every border is a, is a crime. Borders are dumb. Yeah. yeah. I, I just like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just <laughs> Look, we're just glad that Trump's gone. Okay. We can fix yeah. a lot of no, other problems right. later. We just got, you know, we need to do the one thing first. <laughs> and we did yeah, that. That's fair. All right. So let me have that. <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I have a moral dilemma because mm -hmm. I bought well I bought like a comic so I bought this Fanagraphics books has been doing these collections of EC you know comics from the 50s you know you know I don't need to, I don't need to tell you this but this is for the listener who may not know <laughs> <laughs> Fanagraphics has been doing these collections of EC comics from the 50s focus on different artists and there's like 20 volumes of them and I was missing one volume and it was normally very expensive and I found a copy for 30 pounds on eBay and it's this, and that's not very expensive that's not because it's normally like 120 pounds so it's just oh wow called it's taint the music of humanity it's jack davis which is good stuff it's really gross it sounds yeah. pretty gross but the book came and i opened up the envelope and it was like i got an ashtray thrown at me it like reeked of cigarettes so bad 
And then I, I like looked at it and I think it's been like, I mean, it's not in the best condition. They said it was like near mint condition, but the cover's messed up. And it's like, it's got like a thick layer of tobacco residue on Ugh. it. Like, have you wow. heard the term third hand smoke? So, no. you know, first hand smoke is if you just smoke and then secondhand smoke is if somebody's smoking next yeah. to you. But then there's a thing called that they call third hand smoke, which is also potentially very dangerous. And it's the idea that if you're in a place where there is a lot of smoking happening and then you interact mm. with objects in there that are just kind of saturated with smoke. So like if you were in somebody's house right. that smoked and you sat on their couch, like there's all the chemicals in the smoke in the couch. And that's just kind of, and that's nice. basically what I got here. Like it re So this book is so cheap because it's part it's, tobacco. Yeah. I'm like, it's point. toxic. I was telling my wife, is like, it smells horrible. Like I wiped it down, which cleaned it up a bit, mm. but it still smells bad. And I hung it on the clothesline to kind of air it out from, but like the whole <laughs> thing. And I, I'm just like, you're, you're definitely making me feel vindicated in my whole not buying secondhand no, stuff for my well, I normally have good, you know, experiences with secondhand. This has been bad. And I feel like mm. but this is, I, I think this is like the, the thing of buying secondhand things online. Yeah. You don't have that sort of filter. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. So it's very, it's very disappointing. And I feel like I should leave this guy a bad eBay review, but then I hate to be that person. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's it's always a toss up, isn't it, between like not wanting to rubbish a small business or, you know, some if that's someone's livelihood. But at the same time, if they're a con person, then you want you'd want people to be warned. I assume that they're good. So I just, you know, people should know that like this stuff. I like, look, they have a lot of like highly rated. I think they're fairly highly rated on eBay. And I'm like, nobody's brought this up before because Jesus Christ, this is nuts. <laughs> like maybe they bought it from somebody else who smoked a bunch, but it was yeah. bad. And I was, I was telling my wife, I was like, you got to smell this. And actually I was like, no, don't smell this. It'll give our baby birth defects. Be bad for the baby. Well, I mean, my mom didn't quit smoking when she was pregnant and I turned out fine. <laughs> oh no. So. Oh gosh, get this out of our house. <laughs> Anyways, so my moral quandary is whether I should, you know, leave it. Yeah, if, actually, if, it's, if it would be vindictive or I don't know, I, or if it, I don't, I, I don't want to be mean online. You're also setting the bar quite high for ourselves. Like we have to not be the equivalent, like the podcast equivalent of a smoke saturated yeah. comic, or people will leave us. Back. Well, you know, we got two ratings on iTunes. So yeah, oh nice, five Good stars. Ones? No reviews Excellent. yet. Which come on, guys, leave the reviews and the ratings. They mean a lot to us. I, <laughs> Five, star yeah, five stars and be like they just get me that's just all you have to write <laughs> and they know they're saints. saints they well they don't know them but by the end of the episode they know a little bit more speaking <laughs> of saints anna today is it's the 14th of I march what day it is i was pausing for dramatic <laughs> effect <laughs> oh okay, let's go again <laughs> anna today is march 14th uh who is today's saint uh, anna? today's saint is saint matilda Okay. <laughs> she was the queen of East Francia, which is so she was a Germany. queen, and she was um, a saint. She yeah, kind of had it all. I think she was mainly a queen. <laughs> to <Okay>. be honest, <laughs> do you think she bought her way into sainthood? <laughs> no comment. Okay. Let's find out. <laughs> but the short answer is yes. The long answer is okay. this podcast. So Matilda was born in eight nine two slash eight nine five. Okay. differ in Enger, Saxony, East Francia, which is Francia, and then so, and which part of modern Germany? Is it? <sighs> <laughs> okay, you know, I forgot. I, um, I forgot not to ask you geography questions. I apologize. <laughs> I thought Germany was specific enough. All right, no, it's fine. It's, I, you know what? It doesn't matter because I don't know Germany that well that any answer you give me would be satisfying. So you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it would make no difference cool. to me. You're like, which part of Germany? Austria? Cool. That's fun. <laughs> She was the daughter of the Saxon Count Dietrich of Ringelheim. 
So that was her dad. Yeah. And she had three sisters. Amal Rada. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did you say Amal Rada? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's, that feels bad even for a German name. So not not on your top list of potential names. No, maybe. No. Um, Bia. No, you're going to pass on that one. Bia what? or Bia. B-I-A. B-I-A. Yeah, Bia. And yeah. Fridurin. Fridurin. <laughs> Fridurin. Bia got out of that easiest. Well, I'd say Matilda was, you know, really? the most normal name from there. But, That's I fair. mean, we don't know. These might be popular German names now. So I hope let's not. not <laughs> let's not alienate our potential German fans, okay? Uh, and Fridurin married Charles III of West Francia, who was king of West Francia. So West Francia, I think, was France. And they okay. also had a brother, Bove the <laughs> Second, who was a bishop. They named two people Bove. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they were basically quite a well-connected aristocratic kind of family, I guess. Right, um, your average wealthy royals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, ninth-century wealthy royals. Making it rain with gold coins. I was trying to think of an old word for coins, but I couldn't. <laughs> Farthings. I don't know. <laughs> what, uh, what, before the, what was the um then just coins yeah just coins mm. i was trying to think what the old currency was for germany oh marks deutschmarks it might have That's been right. before marks also well you get full marks for this podcast well don't speak too soon <laughs> okay well never mind then. <laughs> so like many young aristocratic women of her day matilda was sent at a young age to be raised in a religious community oh, yeah nice. like that that was that was the trend. So, you know, instead of finishing school, boarding school, it was all about the convents. Right. And in Matilda's case, it was the Westphalian convent of Hereford, where her grandmother, also called Matilda, not to confuse <laughs> you, was the abbess. So, okay. you know, family connections all over the place. Right, right. So it's not even like she, she earned a place in the convent. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> it was just all, all the other kids had their test scores up way. And she's like, yeah. oh, I just, um, my, my grandma's the abbess. It's so. It's like the opposite of a scholarship. It's just yeah. like big granny Maddie. Wait, which which daughter was Matilda? Was she the eldest or the youngest oh, or somewhere in the middle? Good question. I couldn't find anything else about her sisters. Oh, okay. Because uh, obviously, because they were women, they're just not not very well documented. Because not very hmm. important, apparently. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, might, if I go on the Wikipedia of her dad, it might say, no, it does not say the order in which his children were born. Okay. Her dad, Wrinkly Joe, or what was his name? Uh, Dietrich. What? Dietrich Wrinkles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dietrich of Ringelheim. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Dietrich Wrinkles, though. I think that would be quite a good um, alias for your, you know, next time you're at a murder mystery or whatever. <laughs> I am Dietrich Wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> the copper baron <laughs> so yeah they had four children i like in this case the brother was mentioned last because later on i found it very confusing because spoilers matilda has several children and mm. the boys are all mentioned first even though some of the girls are older mm. so that that was rude so i like that you know the balance they put both the second right at the end yeah well second <laughs> comes last that's what they always so while she was at Hereford in her early teens, uh -huh. she met Henry, the Duke of Saxony, oh, oh. who was at least 16 years old. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, it's, it's bad. I don't so, want to do this one anymore, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, yes. Also, like, what was he doing at a convent? Hanging out, going there to find... Yeah, he's like Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused. He's like, you know what I love about girls in convents? I keep getting older and they stay the same age. (laughs) Yeah, it's... it's it's i just see him outside like just kind of leaning on her crayon bam you know (laughs) and he's like hey girls need me to buy some beer (laughs) all right then i'm i'm fairly sure that's how it happened at the time henry was actually married Mm. to someone called hatherberg of (laughs) mersberg another great name Atheberg of Mersburg. I just think, you know, you should always try and have your first name rhyming with the town that you were born. It does help, I think. Got a certain, like, <laughs> lyrical niceness to it. Yeah, so actually your child is going to be called, in not Genevieve, but Joxford. Yeah, Joxford. That's, that's kind of in the top, you know. Also, uh, Moxford, Schlopsfer. <laughs> Oxford, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of options to rhyme with Oxford. So <laughs> notoriously easy to, yeah. to rhyme with things. Yeah. Red word. <laughs> yes. Red word of Oxford. <laughs> That's a bit of a slant rhyme, but still it works. I think. I, I think so. I, I think if you choose that for your child, they definitely won't get yeah. a lead. That's the important thing. So yeah, according to Henry's chronicler, which I guess is like a <laughs> medieval biographer i like to imagine it was just an old-timey yeah. newsman just running around after i'm like what a scoop <laughs> <laughs> hey hey tis a scoop <laughs> so yes bishop thietmar of mersburg <laughs> writing about this says burning with youthful love henry wanted to marry hatherberg because of her beauty and the usefulness of her inherited uh, okay well gee these... <laughs> like at least he was honest about it <laughs> i feel like neither of these are very good reasons to marry somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like wow she's she's rich and easy to look at that's fine <laughs> um that's top of yeah. my list you know so hatherberg and henry married in 906 mm-hmm. and henry gained control of hatherberg's inheritance mm-hmm. normal you know it, it was basically a prenup at this point, Hatherberg had been a widow who had then become a nun. Wait, the guy he married or the lady he married? The la- yeah, the woman he was married to before. She had already been a widow and then become okay. a nun. And because she had been a nun, some bishop called Sigismund okay. Man. <laughs> declared that their marriage was illegitimate um, and threatened them with excommunication at a church conference. Henry was disturbed by such talk because he might lose all his money probably yeah although i guess well you'll see later on henry may have had you know political aspirations Mm. so i guess scandal is not helpful for that kind of thing um so he went to the emperor conrad the first of germany to ask him for help and conrad ensured that he wouldn't be excommunicated and they remain married (laughs) henry in 909 began to burn for the beauty and wealth of another woman, <laughs> Matilda. I, so I think this guy's just got a nun fetish. This is not, <laughs> like, I don't it, I think you're, you may be right Also, there. when you're Conrad the First, do you call yourself Conrad the First, or do you just call yourself Emperor, just be Emperor Conrad? Conrad yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I think this was tacked on later on. Although, you know, if you think that you're, you're about to do something great, I don't know, yeah. you, might, you might call yourself Well, like, the, the popes have, like, Pope, Pope John Paul the Seventh. The, the seventh second. to the second, yeah. 
But like Pope Francis, who's the first Pope Francis. He didn't call himself Pope Francis no, he the didn't. first. It's a bit, yeah. bit presumptuous. Like, everybody's going <laughs> to be one. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to be the Pope. He's not even he's not even what? Italian. He's, he's Argentinian. <laughs> I don't know where that Pope came from. <laughs> so that was either an offensive Italian accent or a really offensive Argentinian uh, accent. Let's go Argentinian. They're further away. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Even worse. Excellent. So... Then Henry declared that his marriage to Hathburg actually had been unlawful mm. uh, because of her being a nun. Except for the money part. Wait, it, because of her being a nun, but then the other lady's a nun, right? Or is she just studying at the convent? No, she was just at a convent. Okay. I think it was kind of like finishing school. Oh, I see. She was just there. So he kind of backtracked on his own. No, no, my marriage is definitely legitimate. <laughs> Even though by this time, Henry and Hathburg had a child together. She stopped being a nun, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she stopped being a nun. They had a child. They separated so he could marry Matilda. And then Hathaburg actually went back to being a nun and became... It's her only skill. Like, <laughs> it's a tough well, job market in uh, 10th century, 9th century? Wait, what is it? 10th century. Uh, yes. Yeah, 10th century. In 10th century uh, Germany, it's a tough job market for, uh, for a single yeah. mother out there. You got to go back to nunning. You can be a nun or a wife. Yeah. As, yeah. Sorry, we just, you, can, you can occasionally be a beer wench, but it's not fun. <laughs> it's, it's mainly nun. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they separated in 909. And later that year, he married Matilda, mm. who was at that point aged at least 14, Ugh. but at most 17. I don't like that range. So, I don't care no, for it. It's not a good range. Yeah. Never be straddling the line of the age of consent. Yeah. Particularly if you're almost two decades older. Yeah. No. So I don't like this Henry guy. Like, so <laughs> did she did he just like show up and like woo her or was it like a thing? Well, in some accounts it says that Matilda's parents married her off to him. Uh. But it sounds like he was, you know, he was into it. It doesn't say how <laughs> she felt about it. Yeah, no. I mean, why would you ask questions exactly. you about it? <laughs> yeah, he was definitely into it. That's yeah. that for that I have zero doubt. And her parents I get I guess I get the impression given that the the other children also married future kings and stuff. They were like kind of <laughs> the pushy parents of their day pushing towards child marriage as opposed to, you know, prestigious schools but this guy wasn't a king right no he was not yet the king okay he was in line to become the king yeah so weirdly the system of monarchy was elective so it wasn't <laughs> automatically by birth so he wasn't the son of the king okay but he was like quite you know so you could yeah, be elected yeah, king yeah but i think there was like you had to already be sort of you know a high-hitting aristocrat right kind of. i mean that's that's how politics still works but um <laughs> yeah it helps Pretty to be really rich before you want to run for higher office yes just for no reason just seems to work <laughs> out really well yeah the the people with the most money at the, the campaign mm. i don't know <laughs> well it turns out that they're well connected to a lot of other people with money and they like to give each other money it's really nice it's kind of, it's kind of sweet <laughs> when you think about it they're so yeah. it's a very supportive community the very rich they really are always looking out for each other you know mm. It's true. That's what makes the, you know, the, that's why they deserve all their money, yeah, right? Absolutely. So it's it's like that that thing where it's like if everyone just gives however much it is, thirty dollars, we can all defeat communism. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so they they got married and he wasn't yet king. <laughs> okay. So Matilda gave birth to five children. <sighs> yeah. Oh, so she fucks 
basically. <laughs> Matilda um, gets it wet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was wrong. That's, that's <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Matilda, she's a dirty girl. We got it. Okay. So well, she's a, I mean, she's a legally married in the eyes of God. A legally married child. Yes. yes. But, you know what? I um, take it all back. I'm editing all of this out. <laughs> uh, so, so she's a very fertile child bride. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say she didn't have her first child until nine twelve, when she would have been at least sixteen. But that's not true because she didn't have her first son until nine twelve. Oh, okay. but as I mentioned, the women are m- mentioned further down the list. I thought you were gonna so. say something horrible, like she didn't have her first child until nine thirteen, when she had her first period. And oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what it feels like. It's like this is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yes, her first child was Hedwig. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, that's funny. In 910. Yeah. And Hedwig ended up marrying the West Frankish Duke, Hugh the Great. No, you the Great. <laughs> Wait, Hedwig's a, a woman? Yeah. Oh, really? Huh. Have you not read Harry Potter? Yes. Hedwig the Owl is definitely a girl owl. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. I never thought of Hedwig yeah. as a female name. I always thought it was a man's name. <laughs> hmm, what do I know? Because What, because men are more likely to need wigs on their heads? I don't know. I guess it never really occurred to me. I just always assumed it was a man's name. That's a good gender neutral okay. name. I think you give that to men yeah, and women. Yeah. I'm going to put that one on the top of the list for baby names. Do. And then, oh my God, I'm going to get you an owl baby grow for the baby. That'd be <laughs> Great. I vote for Hedwig. Uh, Better than Genevieve. I don't know. The only, I, well, anyway. Definitely more gender neutral than Genevieve. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, Hedwig in 910. The reason I know she's a girl, first of all, is because she's not actually mentioned first on the list. I'm now reading it kind of backwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> so sexism. So alive and well in the 10th century. Then in 912 came Otto. That's who, a boy. Yes. I'm getting better at this. <laughs> He was later crowned the Holy Roman Emperor. Oh, lucky him. So yeah, oh. like prestigious babies. <laughs> Wait, uh, is that, that's different from the Pope, right? Wait, what is the Holy Roman Emperor? <laughs> so I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> well, he, I think Otto actually established. Wait, wait, did he start the Ottoman Empire? No, no. Oh, no, it's no. like, is that why it's called Otto? No, no. Oh, okay. He did, he was the start, well, no, Henry was the start of the Ottonian Empire, mm. which is different to the Ottoman. The o- Ottoman is in like Turkey, the Middle East. Right. Whereas this is this is Germany. So the Holy Roman Empire is also known as the German Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't Roman Catholic. Right. I don't think. But it was the successor to the Roman Empire. Well, I think there was like a gap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there would have had to have been something. <laughs> but the empire was considered by the Roman Catholic Church to be the only legal successor of the Roman Empire. So, yeah, it was the Germany in the Middle Ages, basically. All right. Uh, who knows what they were up to. So that was Otto. And then we'll hear more about him in a sec. And then <laughs> next daughter, that's why I missed her, uh, Gerberger. <laughs> Do you say Gerberger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's literally that meme that's like, Ermager Gersperps. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, honestly, it sounds like they were named by the minions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe the minions were based on middle-aged, whatever the German language was, like Middle English kind of, but of German. Maybe. Uh, yes. So, so Geberger was born in 913. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you make fun of her, but she later married Gilbert, the Duke of Lorraine. Gilbert and Gerber. later on. <laughs> Gilby and Gerby. It's lovely. Um, their, their couple name was just like I think it would be Gebergbert. 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 There you go. Better. We have, we've reached our natural ceiling of where our comedy naturally wants to be here. We're trying to be cerebral, but this is all we can do. So, yeah, I think Gilbert died and then she later married King Louis the Ninth of France. Okay. So, another sort of powerful networky child. And then in 925, okay. Bruno was a youngest son, I think. And he ended up being elected Archbishop of Cologne. In 953. Ooh, and nice. Duke of Lorraine in 954. Different Duke of Lorraine to Gilbert, because <laughs> that would be very wrong. Well, was it after Gilbert died that he became the Duke of Lorraine? Oh, maybe because of, of his sister marrying Gilbert. I will have a look. That's a good question. It doesn't matter. I don't know why I didn't prepare that. I think we know why. It's because I'm very lax, as we <laughs> established. <laughs> So maybe I'm just asking the wrong questions. That might be it. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) What did I say? Bruno. So Gilbert was 915 to 939, which suggests, again, he was a lot older than Gerberger. And then Bruno was 953. So quite a lot later. Oh, okay. I guess it was probably elective as well, rather than hereditary. Or, you know, maybe they were cousins or whatever, because that was less frowned upon seems weird to be elected in these title positions but maybe it was just kind of early on and they didn't know like i don't know i often think about but well, i don't often think about it but i one time thought about like <laughs> i bet you do this is what keeps you up at night yeah i was like where do you get up where do you get the title president what was that the choice like in america it's like why was that the thing you went with Mm-mm. of all the things you could have named it and it's just like where where is that i don't know because it's maybe it was just a common term at the time but it seems like yeah. if you're the first democracy, you know, the first modern democracy, you know, they didn't have presidents in like Greece. Rome? Rome, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, like obviously the Senate is named after the Roman Senate. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a, yeah, that's the thing that you would know from antiquity, but like president, there's no presidents in antiquity, is there? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. So maybe they just yeah. didn't have the term. They're like, we want to call you a governor, but we haven't figured out that word yet. So right. you're a duke or whatever. Yeah, could be. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, basically, Matilda gave birth to five children, all very prestigious. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Nine years into their marriage, on the 23rd of December, 918. Mm -hmm. I keep wanting to say 1918, but it wasn't. It was a very long time ago. Yeah. Conrad I, who we met earlier because he helped Henry in his first marriage. The emperor. Um, So he was the king of East Francia and a Franconian duke also okay uh, he died oh no right before <laughs> christmas that's so sad i know oh, that would have been a rubbish christmas yeah. uh, although a good one for henry because even though henry had rebelled against conrad between 912 and 915 when his wife was busy having children um <laughs> conrad recommended henry as his successor which is a nice like credit where credit's due my rival he put up a good fight so i'm gonna let him that's Comrade, tough but fair. He's like, you know, I don't agree with him on everything, but that uh, Henry, he'd be a good king, you know? Yeah, which I think is borne out by the fact that uh, as an avid hunter, according to legend, Henry was fixing his birding nets when his messengers arrived to inform him that he was going to be king. Mm. Hence, he got the nickname Henry the Fowler or (laughs) Heinrich der Vogler in German. 
Victor Vogler sounds better. <laughs> the Fowler just makes it sound like he just like he's he's shot everywhere. He's just he's very gassy, and he goes into a room yeah. and oh, it just stinks it up. Ugh. I mean, being a medieval king, that was probably the case. Yeah, no, I meant well. It didn't. I think being a medieval king, it didn't matter where you went; it just stank. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just like everywhere stank. It was the Middle Ages. Yeah, true. And then when he became king, he was offered to get anointed by an archbishop, but he refused. And he was the only king of the time not to have this ceremony because he wanted to be king not by the church's authority, mm -hmm. but by the people's acclaim. Mm. So, a bit arrogant, given that, you know, <laughs> the church was like the establishment at the time. He had a new way of doing things, I guess. Yeah. And that's always fine. It's you smart. know, nothing's ever gone very wrong when people want to just completely overturn, you know, the rule of law. Yeah. Or whatever. I, I mean I feel like it's nice it feels very populist. It's like, you know, this is the will of the people. Yeah, maybe. And not not any divine, you know. But it, I mean I don't feel like that that's necessarily like, no, it's the people that I answer to as yeah. much as it is just like it's, i think it's more like he wanted to just sort of pretend that he was loved by the people right yeah this is what like, yeah that's exactly what it feels like it's like this is a thing where i'm going to be the people's champion by which i mean i'm going to take advantage of the people <laughs> yeah yeah anyways appeal to their jingoism but i thought it was interesting because he's rejected the church and yet he's married to a, a saint hmm Although I guess she was not a saint at the time. No, I mean, she was, <laughs> you know, not very saintly. What with all the sex she was having and baby she was <laughs> jumping out. Yeah, this is my kind of saint, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, except not with, I guess. I keep forgetting she's like 14. I hate this. Yeah, that's, that's, but I guess like by this time, you know, nine years later. She's a she withered old like... crone of 23. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, she would have, she would have been a bit more of a, like, Given that, you know, he left his first wife, she she could maybe have said this marriage is not legitimate because I was in a convent and a child, but <laughs> she they stayed together. That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe, you know, by this point she was but like a kind of Stockholm syndrome kind of way. She yeah. might have more content with the situation. Right. I mean, I just you know, if you stay with your abuser, it doesn't make it better. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, true. I don't know, whatever, different times. No, yeah. it still sucked. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Just like yeah. different times, which sucked. Which sucked. Which, by all estimations, just fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they stunk. You could just go to any convent, pick up. The thing is, like, <laughs> you know? sadly, there aren't many saints from like what post the nineteen sixties. So yeah. we're always going to have this problem <laughs> of uh, <laughs> dealing with different times fair fair fine so we should just also you know we're we're talking about people who are venerated as saints even though we don't believe in god so i feel like it's yeah. gonna be oh. a certain amount of suspend your disbelief slash moral disgust right but henry doesn't become a saint does he no oh good but during her time as queen matilda was noted for her piety and charity that's nice. yeah visiting the sick and those in prison hmm. she took an interest in women's monasteries and is said to have had an influence on her husband's reign by having a strong sense of justice. Oh, so nice. I guess her like convictions and yeah. beliefs sort of made a difference, maybe made his reign a bit a bit more ethical. That sounds nice. I mean, it's it's good that she's out there helping people and yeah, I don't know, trying to be a moderating influence on what is obviously just a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, so at the time, from what I've read, 
a queen wasn't it wasn't just like the wife of the king mm-hmm. like all her power came from the fact that she was the wife of the king but she did also have like power in herself and like she was kind of like an advisor or a counselor sure so it was kind of a job I guess. Oh, mm, okay. I mean, <laughs> Ma- well, managing the king. Yeah. But... Obviously, being a, a full-time mom as well. Yeah. I mean, being a mom is is a job. <laughs> it's a hard job. Although, I guess when you've got lots of people working for you and stuff. I um, mean, yeah. I feel like there's yes. a uh, you know a chance that she maybe never saw her kids because you're just like, yeah, somebody take mm. this child away. <laughs> But well, I bet it sounds so, like she's a very nice person. So I doubt that that was what she did. Well, I guess maybe there were, m- might have been resentment among her children because, you know, as a generous, churchy person, maybe she would have been like, everyone's my child. And, you know, when people are kind of saintly, that can often lead to a kind of lack of favoritism that the people who think that they might deserve the favoritism might then resent, you know. Hmm. But she did have a favorite. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll do that in a sec. I mean, her kids seem to have done all right for themselves. So they, yeah, they... well, don't speak too soon. Okay. <laughs> so in 936, Henry died okay. of apoplexy, which <laughs> I think is a stroke. Oh, you were just very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says he died on a stroke, but then it tells a tale of being on his deathbed. And I feel like a stroke is kind of sudden, but maybe he had like a series of strokes. No, I mean, yeah, sometimes people linger with strokes. Yeah. And stuff, so. so on his deathbed, he thanked Matilda because, and quote, she diligently tempered our wrath, gave us sound counsel in every situation, often drew us away from iniquity and towards justice and diligently urged us to have mercy upon the oppressed. Yeah. So, you know, that's like acknowledging her her good works. Just like, guys, I would have been quite the asshole if it wasn't for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to thank my wife for making me be less of a monster. Oh, yeah. I was constantly just like, let's kill everybody. And she's like, hey, 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 come on. (laughs) Because your soup's cold. Doesn't mean you have to kill everybody, you know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, apparently during sort of the last stages of his illness, Mm -hmm. Matilda went to church to pour forth her soul in prayer for him at the foot of the altar. As soon as she understood by the tears and cries of the people that he had expired, she called for a priest that was fasting to offer her the holy sacrifice for his soul, and at the same time cut off the jewels that she wore and gave them to the priest as a pledge that she renounced from that moment the pomp of the world. Wait, so she found a priest who was fasting. Yeah, and asked, I don't know why that's relevant. Yeah, I was, wait, but yeah, why is that? Yeah, it's just, it's just some guy, just not eating. Like, don't, I don't understand. Ever again. I don't know why. Because <laughs> she found, she found one priest and he had a sandwich in his mouth and he was like, what? No, I'm kind of busy right now. No. So he couldn't do it, yeah. Um, and my barber burger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. And then so he found a, she found a priest that wasn't just stuffing his gob full of disgusting yeah. food. Uh, <laughs> and said like, hey, can you give me, was it communion? Yes, I think so. Maybe it was relevant because she's like, I know you're not eating, but I need a little something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just one wafer thin yeah. piece of bread. But then so, so she heard the lamentations of his people. Yeah, I uh, was like, oh, my husband must be dead now. <laughs> and she like she cut off all her jewels and gave them to the church. Yeah. So I guess that was like his death was a turning point when she moved from being a queen to a more devoted religious figure. 
I oh, see, I see. So, and hopefully it wasn't like, oh, I can finally get rid of this ugly necklace my husband gave me. <laughs> I mean, given the whole Stockholm Syndrome situation here anyway, maybe it was that. Yeah. But who are we to say? So she cuts off her jewels and she gives yeah. them away to the church. She goes yeah. to live a, like, a spiritual life now? Yes. At which point... Her sons accused her of impoverishing the realm through financial mismanagement. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> because she was giving away too much of their inheritance. Oh, I see. So they're spending too much. She's giving away too much of her inheritance. Or, or of their inheritance. Of their inheritance. Oh, yeah. I see. Wow. To the poor. It's a controversial instance of history. And the exact details are, are unclear to this day. But... Basically, this whole dispute was exacerbated by a debate over who would succeed Henry to the throne. So obviously it was it was elective, but there was a, a family element to it as well. Right. And Otto, being the eldest son, was presumed, you know, that he was going to be king. But right. Matilda wanted her favourite son, who was also called Henry, to be uh. elected. <laughs> and her argument was... Well, he was the firstborn after their father had become king, <laughs> which was like, I, I quite enjoyed that very spurious logic there. I mean, yeah, it's like he was the first child born to the king, but then but but you were the first firstborn. Yeah. yeah. Back when he was like a nobody, when he was yeah, just the guy yeah. fixing nets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you can be king net fixer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, do you think he invited Matilda to Netflix and chill? <laughs> <laughs> now we've reached rock bottom. <laughs> That's pretty good though. <laughs> you know, but Otto kind of lands on his feet because he becomes the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. Yes. So, well, so he was he was eventually crowned king. So Matilda's like, you know, she picked the wrong side. Oh, so I see. She had petitioned like other sort of royal courtiers to like vote for Henry, but it didn't work out. Did we, wait, what did, what did Henry end up doing with his life? Well, he tried to overthrow Otto a couple oh. of times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But eventually they actually joined forces and turned against their mother. Oh, you know who the real problem is here? Is this yeah. lady. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, she shouldn't have, maybe shouldn't have picked sides. Maybe. So, yeah, they seized her dowry and started persecuting her and exiling her. Oh. So from exile, which in other accounts is just her retiring to her country house. Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> Exile when you're a queen is is pretty comfortable. It's exile on a different level, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's like it's like Trump now in Mar-a-Lago, right? Yeah. It's like there are still gold elevators, but from exile slash her country house, right. Matilda used her own wealth to continue funding the church. So she had this dowry that her son sees that had belonged to Henry, but she obviously had a lot of her own inherited wealth right. from her family, which was the reason that. Her husband had wanted to marry her in the first place. Sure. Other than her youthful looks. Other than he was a super creep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a super creep who also liked yeah, money. Yeah, they all do. So <laughs> their value system is messed up. So so she's living in the country, living off yeah. of her inheritance, supporting the church, doing yeah. good works. We can presume so. Okay. Yeah. That's what her reputation says. Mm. Teaching the ignorant about Christ and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Et cetera. Yeah. Uh, saintly things. Eventually, she was reconciled with her sons. And some accounts credit Otto's wife, Edith. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and now you're making these up. I think that's just like Edith, but 
they were strangled as they, yeah. they were I, trying to spread it out. Say, it like, is them? there some problem with your computer where it's just throwing random G's in words? <laughs> no, I think that's just the medieval Germanic uh, way. Eidgit. All right. <laughs> I'd say it's not as bad as Geburger. Well, Geburger is probably the worst. Yeah, you're probably right. But <laughs> Eidgit is not much better. <laughs> I just, is it, it's, it's unfair. But I'm like, I just image in my head of Eid, Gith, and Gerberger are just extremely homely people. <laughs> I know that's not that fair. To fair. They were, the thing is, Matthew, like, they were probably so rich. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, so much, they, they were probably just so much better looking than both of us and yeah. <laughs> better dressed. Not not better smelling. Oh, probably. no, definitely not. <laughs> but, like, you know, yeah. they would have laughed at us for our measly possessions. I know. Yeah, but like earlier today, I took a shower, so I'm the winner. Who's <laughs> the real king? Yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Eid Gith intervened and helped reconcile Matilda with her with her son. That's very nice of her. Yeah. So yeah. So she was she was reconciled, and I think they gave her back. Yeah, they restored her assets. Oh, that's nice of them. Guess what she did with the assets? Gave them to the church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she just she built even more churches and convents and yeah she fa- she founded at least four convents oh. and built several churches and the convents included Engern Pöld in Brunswick where apparently she maintained 3,000 monks. I don't know what she did to maintain them. You just water them, you know, you put them in the sun, <laughs> turn them every once in a while. Shave out the, the top of their yeah, heads yeah. so that it's like a little ball patch. Quedlinburg in Saxony, which is where she buried Henry, her husband. Oh. And Nordhausen, where she retired in her later years. And after a long illness, or in other accounts, completely suddenly <laughs> <laughs> so she either lingered for quite a while or caught everybody by surprise <laughs> yeah she died on the 14th of march 968 in the convent at quedlinburg and was buried in quedlinburg abbey uh, next to henry oh that's nice yeah i guess i don't know i keep forgetting he's a creep <laughs> yeah but then but then it's like oh you know i don't know it's like yeah you don't want to legitimize that that creepiness but at, at the same time like if she chose to be buried by him then that suggests she didn't hate him which is nice. i guess i don't know i mean it's like jerry Lee lewis married his like 13 year old cousin and then like just because they stayed together for like another 70 years doesn't make the initial act of marrying yeah. his 13-year-old cousin any less creepy and horrible. No, that's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's... Like, I'm just trying to put a positive spin on this horrible tale. I guess. Because I don't know. There wasn't anyone more worthy of sainthood for this day. Uh, right. I mean, look, she seems like a good person. I am not blaming her for anything. Whatever. <laughs> like, she seems like a fine person. If she wants to be very next to I this guy... The thing is, she was happy. And her work was like recognized yeah. you know because as we said she got made a saint he didn't yeah. so that's nice because he by his own admission was a big dick he was just a piece of shit <laughs> and-, <laughs> and she made him less though so that was nice. and she made him yeah so she was she was a good influence on him as a leader yeah. so that's that's pretty much her story hmm. any miracles uh yes so two official ones but they're quite crap <laughs> so in this paper that I read, it suggested that at the time you could basically be recognized as a saint for being a generally good person. And there wasn't that much of an emphasis on the miraculous. Mm, okay. But her official 
autobiography, uh, not autobiography, biography, or the life of St. Matilda. Right, her hagiography. Yes, thank you. Describes two events okay. that were named miracles. So when she was in Quedlinburg, so this was kind of like, you know, later in her life when she was doing all the, the churchy stuff, the convent had some deer. I guess because it's like, you know, the kind of convent that receives a lot of royal money. So they would have had assets like deer. Oh, these aren't just like deer that lived on the ground. They were like... No, I think they belonged to the convent. Mm, okay. And... Apparently one of the deer swallowed a cruet, which I've Googled. I couldn't see what it meant from context, but apparently it's like a pepper pot or like a, a small thing that contains seasoning and a deer swallowed it. Mm. And Matilda commanded the deer to return it. <laughs> and it did, oh. apparently. And that was the miracle. So that was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> Save the deer from choking to death, maybe. Uh... It's a miracle. <laughs> I mean, okay, wait. So she, yeah, I don't get it. Wait, so she. Maybe there's another meaning of cruet that I don't know that's like a smaller object. Yeah, I was like doing a Google image search on cruet, but it turns out it's just a. Uh... A, li a little pot. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so the deer. What on earth came up as the results for that? Why did the deer have a pepper pot to begin with? Number one. Why did the deer have access to... <laughs> yeah, this miracle definitely brings up more questions than it answers. <laughs> True, I yeah. Think. I mean, so, and then she somehow, like, gave the Heimlich to a deer and then and yeah. saved its life. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, apparently she didn't need to touch it. She just ordered it and it, it did what she told. I'm going to chalk this up to coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like well, hey deer cough that up and the deer was just in the middle of coughing it up anyway so yeah i mean because if you if you do google it it looks quite large like it would have been quite a job to actually swallow yeah i think so yes i th i think she just she maybe she knew that she was going to be a saint and she was like oh i better do something oh, miraculous. Miracles. so she saw the deer like about to regurgitate this pot and was like i'm here i'm here it's a miracle <laughs> I made it happen. Maybe I maybe it was more like uh yeah, she's like, well, you know, they're gonna check for thing for miracles. So I just need to think of something really yeah. good. Oh, here's a good one. Yeah. And then she went over by a deer and she's like, This deer swallowed this pepper pot and then just like threw it on the ground. Yeah. And like, oh, I just coughed <laughs> it up. I, I made it do that with my saintly powers. <laughs> or even like maybe she was being interviewed and she just was really on the spot and like floundered and didn't know what to do. Oh, right. Say. But she was like being interviewed that in the kitchen and she's like, There was a deer. She's like scanning yeah. around that followed a crew it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this the second one is definitely more likely to have happened because it was witnessed by a lot of people. Okay. And we've actually got a proper story on this. She was at Quedlinburg again, mm -hmm. but this was actually earlier on, I think, because she was commemorating King Henry's death. And <laughs> so many poor people gathered there. Mm -hmm presumably outside the, the convent, that they could not be counted. The queen was overjoyed at their arrival and ordered some of them to be brought to the top of the mountain and, and the others into the depth of the valley. <laughs> well, she ordered the others into the depth of the valley, apparently. To, mm. no, to catch them. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw half of you off and the other half of you catch them. It'll be fun. 
and, and you're going to be alive and that will be the miracle yeah. no um, she ministered to those who ate on the top of the mountain placing the others in the care of her alms givers but as she handed out all of the royal foodstuffs and distributed other necessities with utmost generosity those sitting in the valley still had not received even one loaf of bread mm. so i don't know why she separated them up but her actions had consequences <laughs> she split them up and gave all them all the food to the people at the top, at the top. Yeah, um, expected it to then reach the bottom, I guess. She was hoping people would share it. Okay. So, therefore, while standing on the mountaintop, she suddenly snatched up a loaf of bread and making the sign of the cross upon it and calling upon Christ's name, hurled it from the peak. Despite bouncing hither and yon over the rocky outcroppings and thickets, <laughs> the loaf remained intact and fell into the lap of the very pauper to whom she had declared it should be given. <laughs> the great multitude of bystanders who heard her make this statement were witnesses to this miracle. The most blessed queen humbly gave thanks to Christ for she knew that this happened through his generosity and power. Nonetheless, those in the town declared it to be miraculous. Okay, okay, okay. So okay, okay. she did a really good throw. Oh. <laughs> that was her miracle. So nobody in the valley had food. Yeah. And then one guy. And one guy did. And so she basically was like, go long. And she threw this piece of yeah. bread off of the mountain. The mountaintop. And it bounced, it bounced. hither and yon yeah. over the rocky outcrop. So also it hit the ground multiple times. Yeah. Oh, but apparently in other accounts it said it didn't lose its shape. And hope presumably it didn't get covered in sand. Okay, and this is just a stale piece of bread. Like <laughs> This is like she's got a day old baguette and she threw it down a mountain and gave it to some poor guy. Like, there you go, asshole. And the rest of us. But it reached into the very lap of the person she'd intended. No, that feels like it was like, I meant to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty late. Was okay, well, how about this? How about this then? Last, third time lucky. I thought you said there were only two miracles. Um, so these are the two official ones, but I wondered if this might count as well. Okay. <laughs> it definitely won't. This is a bit. <laughs> um, so when Henry was trying to revolt against Otto, one of the times that he did mm -hmm. that, Matilda censored him and and like basically censored him for his ruthlessness in trying to, you know, kill loads of people uh -huh. while, while trying this revolt. And while she was telling him off, she prophesied that he would die imminently. <laughs> okay. Right. He died two years later. That's not imminent. <laughs> a very loose <laughs> definition of the term imminent. Yeah. So I, I thought maybe predicting his untimely death might count. But I mean, it's the 10th century. It, I feel like yeah. anybody could go at any time. It's like, yeah, exactly. You stub your toe too hard and <laughs> that, it, it, that's it. You're done. There's, there's no coming around. You eat some same bread and uh, <laughs> turns out it's been rolled through a load of death. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's an invitation to death. <laughs> Do you know how bad rabies used to be? Like, come on. <laughs> I was just listening to a podcast about rabies earlier today. Well, don't advertise other podcasts here, for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> rabies cast is the best. <laughs> Uh, I'm a rabid fan. Yeah. Anyways. Hey, I was about to say, if you keep doing this, I'll be foaming at the mouth. Uh, but... All right. So, no, I'm going to call bullshit on that as a miracle. Okay. So, so essentially then the answer, the long way of saying that was no, she has no miracles. Okay. But yeah, the, the bread and the, the deer were the official ones. <laughs> all right. <laughs> also, the miracle of 
you know, they say that the richer you are, the less empathy that you have with people who don't have any money. So the fact that she had all this money and was giving it away, you know, that's the miracle of charity mm. philanthropy. Just, empathy while being the ruling class. I suppose that just being a nice rich person, miraculous in and yeah. of itself. A difficult, a difficult feat. Mm. Not saying it can't happen, but if you read the Bible, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man yeah, to enter yeah, yeah, the yeah, kingdom of God. But not for a rich lady. Yeah, for a rich so, lady, she's like, you know, she gets it. She's leading the way. So yeah, that, those, those were her miracles. Okay. Or lack, lack thereof. <laughs> okay. And then what do we do next? <laughs> <laughs> I I thought I wouldn't prompt you this week. You'd, I thought I'd let you You do, do have to prompt me. Oh, Okay. What do you think her patronages see, were? See, that's how that works. Do you see why that works okay. rather than me just being like... No, but, but because I always have to ask, I, I have to remind you to ask if she did any miracles, but this week I didn't. Uh, you don't have to. So I thought I didn't have to prompt you. I think I had the order wrong because I was thinking that patronage was before miracles. Oh, Patronage okay. Is patronage last? In the template that you made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Patronage is, is last. Okay. Year. But then relics, there's no relics. Oh, and, and then relics, but we don't really know. Basically, she was buried at Quedlinburg next to her husband. Mm. And I think she has stayed in the ground. And Quedlinburg is now a UNESCO World Heritage site. Oh, nice. So it's like quite a big abbey. I Those guess. places are nice. Yeah. <laughs> go there if you ever can travel in Europe yeah. again. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, go on. Guess her patronage. <laughs> okay. Is she... <laughs> child brides. Yeah, she's a patron saint of child brides. That was going to be Patron saint of child brides? No. No. Um, is she the patron saint against child brides? Is she the patron saint of feuding brothers? Oh, almost. She's the patron saint of disappointing children. <laughs> oh, wow. What a dick. <laughs> Your kids. Yeah. But honestly, like... <laughs> Or is it just like her kids were the least disappointing children ever because they all basically yeah, like, are. Oh man, can you imagine how difficult she must have been to please if, if yeah, the fact that they were all big shots. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, you just married the king of France. You know, your brother's the head of the Holy Roman Empire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Try harder. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Is she the saint of terrible names? <laughs> hey, she had one of the better ones. She had ones. the better ones, but she seemed like she was surrounded by people with awful names. And I would feel like, she was definitely she definitely dished out quite a few terrible. That's things. what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe that's part of the disappointingness of her children. <laughs> was she the saint of being like, you know, attractive and a nice person despite having a terrible name? Which I'm sure all these people were very nice people or whatever. They probably weren't. A lot of them were monarchs, so they were all probably monsters. But Yeah, probably. probably uh no. She was a patron of people ridiculed for their piety. <laughs> okay. Which I guess uh, They're all just jealous. Of my piety, okay? <laughs> Not my incredible wealth. No, no, yeah. no. It's my It's piety. my piety, all right? They make fun of me just because I'm so pious. I'm, I'm such good friends with they Jesus. They don't even get it. Also, fun fact, uh, a lot of the information this week came from Catholic Saints Info, which describes itself as, find out the stories of your extended family in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you related? Are we related to any of these saints? I mean, my my grandfather was originally from Germany, so maybe. Oh, no possibility. Sound like the well, first off, it sounded like Matilda had a million kids. And yeah. she also came from a pretty well, big... say the likelihood. And then her kids had quite a lot of kids as well, or at least her daughters yeah. did. So yeah. There's there's probably a bit of Matilda in yes. all of us. <laughs> Uh, uh, some kind of weird <laughs> some kind of blood disease that only the monarchy has 
if you've ever done a really good throw, yeah. that's because of the bit of St. Matilda. Yeah, if you've ever thrown a apparently, piece of bread. Apparently we're all related to like each other. Yeah. Is she this patron saint of throwing bread? Sadly not. Mm. So disappointing children. Disappointing children. Death of children. Oh. Presumably against. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> this little son of a bitch. <laughs> Please, God. I will pray to St. Matilda. No, well, I mean, maybe because she did you know predict her son's imminent two-year death falsely accused people because her hagiography you know they they don't think it was fair that she was accused of financial mismanagement yeah. even though she did give a lot of her money away mm. she was just addicted to building churches <laughs> it's a constructive hobby i guess hey <laughs> that wasn't even on purpose large families okay that that checks out yeah yeah queens <laughs> all right quite obvious. well yeah that's what they need <laughs> is they need a little bit more help <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, yeah, death of children, disappointing children, falsely accused people, large families, people ridiculed for their piety, queens, second marriages. Oh, okay. Which is weird because it wasn't her second marriage. Yeah. But she was the second marriage. Yeah. Mm. I guess it was a successful second marriage because they lasted until death right. did them. <laughs> until death did them part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good job. Well, that's um, good to know. After, Because after, I'm in my second marriage, so I need to know. Yeah, yeah. So you should pray to St. Matilda, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, honor her by calling your child Gerberger. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to say Hedwig. We said Hedwig was a good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So that's how you can prevent your second marriage from going wrong. Also, the patron saint of widows. Okay. Because she was a widow, too. All right. Yeah. Well,. I mean, so quite quite a big list. I, I wish I wished it would have been the patron saint of happy widows, but yeah. Oh well, that's good. She's got a lot. Yeah, she's covering a lot of bases there. Some of them are weird and dark, like uh, <laughs> disappointing disappointing children. children and dead children. Uh, so yes. but yet at the same time, large families. So I guess to make up for all the dead and disappointing children. <laughs> yeah, this has been my plan. This has been my theory all along, which is I've been telling Alice that we should have like four kids. She's like. Well, you started a bit late then. Well, whatever. <laughs> but like we should have uh, four kids because then it's a lot less pressure on each kid individually. Because oh, you only need... As someone who has six brothers and... Well, six siblings, right. I should say. I would say that that's... That if anything, having more siblings makes it more difficult. Really? <laughs> because, but like, here's the thing. Well, only one of your siblings has to like do anything useful with their life. And the rest of you can just... Fuck, fuck around and do nothing <laughs> like make podcasts and dumb shit what i would say is mama's love may be infinite but her resources time and attention are not so that's that all gets divided by seven you know but again like uh <laughs> i mean maybe if you've got loads of servants and staff and stuff yeah. then it works out. i think you know it's this is a problem that you can not solve with money but it is definitely alleviated a bit with money although again back to the the uh trump's last day did you notice, like, their child was nowhere to be seen? Oh, Baron? <laughs> Do you think they left him in the White House? <laughs> yeah, that was... Somebody made that joke where it's just, like, Baron wakes up and it's just like, Hello? Never here? <laughs> I, have not, I have no idea what happened to that kid and yeah. I don't care. <laughs> You know, whatever. So, Anna, do you think you'd ever have a reason to uh, have St. Matilda intercede for you? If I was ever in, like, a charity baseball match and I wanted to do really well, I would ask her to bless my throw. <laughs> I suppose so. Probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I was ever... <laughs> Worried that my children were going to be disappointing or die, mm. probably. Is it so? Is it so? If your child's already disappointing, do you think you you contact Saint Matilda, or if it's like you want to keep your child from being disappointing? 
<laughs> because either way, as a child, to find out that your your mom is like burning a candle to Saint Matilda, yeah. it's just like what. So, so in a way, does that does that mean that if you call your child Matilda, mm. is that like a, a way of throwing shade? Like, I I inherently think you're going to disappoint me. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting as well, isn't it? Because the the book Matilda, yeah. the girl in that, it's her parents that are disappointing rather than her. But they don't like her, right? Yeah, true. They they uh, maybe that they're very mean to her. Fun. And then it turns out she has superpowers, right? Like she has like mental powers yes. or something, right? She is probably did more miracles than this. I'll Matilda. say that. Yeah, I was really when you're like Saint Matilda, and I was like, oh, this could be fun. Uh, Patron saint of books. Yeah. Oh, sad. It was a bit sad, but I think that. Uh, yeah, I just feel like if you're asking for St. Matilda's help, things have gone really bad. Uh, yeah, you're either disappointed by your children, your children have died, your, your you, husband you've been died. Something. Your husband's died. You're in a second marriage. Well, that, that's a positive I think, thing, yes. I guess. I think my second marriage is working out better than my first marriage. So, uh, you know, <laughs> as long as you keep remembering your wife. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, large families, I guess, could be a positive. Yeah. Although, and like dynasties and power being concentrated among one family doesn't tend to go that well. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, I guess if you're a queen, then you're pretty good. So unless you're like a queen. Could we extend it to like any kind of diva mm. drag queens? Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're out there, you know, girl and you're fierce queen. <laughs> this is Matt's empowering talk. Here. I, you know, yeah, I'm like, hey queen i say yeah yay yeah yes. yes queen i've never said it out loud i've only seen it written down so is it yes queen oh i've already i've always thought of it as yes it is yes but uh oh so you have I heard, heard it, it. Whatever, it's some, as a as a millennial i know the term yes queen are you a millennial a, i feel like the cutoff is you know shut up we don't even talk about when the cutoff is <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I yeah, I belong to some weird in between generation that nobody knows. Gen Gen X, isn't it? No, I think you? I'm a little too young for Gen X. Oh, okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be defined. But I'm just. Pigeonhole. I just want to say that out there, you're you're a queen, ladies. So keep <laughs> empowering yourselves. And the future is female. I'm Matthew Horn, and this has been Saint Miss Babe. <laughs> um, no, I uh, yeah, I think unless you're a queen, it seems like there's really no good reason to enter heaven. Saint Matilda interesting with you, mm. anyways. Unless you want to become a queen, which yeah, huh? I don't know. I, I suppose so. I guess the I only person that really applies to is what's her name, married to Prince Charles, <laughs> Camilla, Camilla, Parker, Camilla Bowles. Parker Camilla Bowles. But I don't know if she would become queen. I think she might be still princess. I don't know. No, I thought I heard somewhere I that get to be queen by virtue of I don't know how it works I anymore. I think it's all made up bullshit. So anybody can be the queen. <laughs> Monarchy is a construct. Borders are dumb. Yeah, borders are dumb. What else have we learned? Gender. Don't marry children. Yeah, don't marry children. Gender's a construct. Did we say that? No, but we should always it doesn't hurt to reiterate say. that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, be kind, rewind. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hands, face, space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stop, drop, and roll. Uh, you know, I think that, yeah, I think the, the important thing here is, is, uh, generosity. Yeah. And I think that, uh, it's important to have a sense of justice and of generosity. And I think that Matilda. And if you do find yourself married to a king. You do, yeah. Do what you can to make him less of an asshole. Yeah, exactly. I, think that's... I mean, I feel like the temptation is just to be like, well, 
I'm set now. So I'm just going to go and do bullshit for the rest of my life because I'm a queen. Yeah. I don't do anything. But I think that, you know, put some some good out there in the world. Hmm. You know who's good at That's that? Nice, Meghan Markle. Nice message. I like that Meghan Markle. <laughs> that, she's the modern day Saint Matilda. She kind of is. Yeah. Except she's actually older than Harry, isn't she? Yeah, well, that's, that's so she's reclaiming that. Yeah, I think that that's the yeah, also the very positive thing. And you know what? Watch yeah. Suits on Netflix; it's good. <laughs> um, and other entertainments that we didn't yeah. like, <laughs> but not other podcasts. And also rate and review us because it means a lot to me. In that I know that only two people have reviewed us. <laughs> so um it means a lot and also as you now know i'm from a big family so any kind of validation that i can get yeah. will be helpful to to my general stability and i'm telling you folks i'm not going to give it to anna she's going to get no validation from me <laughs> so really up to you guys uh, as as your intern yes, yes. yeah anna great work Thanks. you get to keep your job for two more weeks <laughs> <laughs> Yay, my unpaid job. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure on next time. Yeah, but good work. Thank you. Right. And have a blessed day. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye.